Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, I am Roger, your host, and with me I have a, a great guest. His name is Rob. Rob, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Rob Howes. I am an empowerment artist and a humologist, mm-hmm. at, least, at least for now. That's good. And so uh, Do Not Listen to This Podcast. If you want to support the podcast, go visit do not listen to this podcast.com. Um, your donations help feed stray cats and dogs. Uh, and uh, you can do that there. Uh, and this season, I'm focusing on three topics, either creativity, business growth, or leadership. And in this episode, we're going to focus on creativity because Rob is one creative mofo. Hey! Uh, and, uh, and so uh, let's let, tell, tell everybody how you got started with being creative. Go back to the early days. Before... <laughs> Before you even thought of it as a business, as a kid or whatever. And then I may jump in a little bit, but I, let's hear the story. Yeah. Well, you know, it first, it first started when I saw that light on the other side of my mother's womb. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. It, that's like, pretty much when it starts. Uh, right? It starts right there. Like, okay, yeah. let's do this. You know, and let's fast forward to, you know, when I really started understanding how good music felt, gotcha. I wanted to make it. Right. You know, and so it was like 11 years old, maybe. Right. And what was, what you know, was the first? Days. So what was the first song that really um, that really activated you? Huh? Let's see. Probably Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. What's the first song? Thriller was Thriller was pretty good. Beat It was pretty good. Billy J was pretty good. Every Michael right. Jackson. Right. Is, I Michael, think it's all Michael, Michael, just him. Michael is very yes. good. And, <laughs> and so that just kind of made that kind of woke you up. Did you want to then oh how old were you when this happened? Oh man. I'm terrible with those kind of lineups. Uh, but I know well, I wasn't a teenager yet, you know. Well it was the it was the eighties, right? When I was born I was born in seventy four, so ten years would be eighty four. So I was probably like ten. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you, you were probably about that. So that's good. So, so you, you hear Michael and you're thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. Is that what happened or? No, I just knew I wanted to be doing that, singing it, dancing it, feel it, you know? And then I also knew how good it made me feel though. You know, I could feel like crap. And then I'd listen to Michael and feel good. I was like, really? Yeah. This is interesting. Could change, could, could change your, um, so, so let's go to then when did you start to kind of say, okay, I might want to try to do this as a career? So um, in college, I got okay. to Howard University, uh, 96 and uh, about 96 to 95. And prior to that, I had been just making up song after song after song after song, just right. a freestyle just it was just flowing and then you get to college and when i got to college puff daddy for those who don't know who p diddy combs is puff daddy uh he uh bad boy I, records i have a uh, great, he was just I have, I have a great p diddy story that i can share oh you. oh good i i, I want to hear i want to okay. hear with that, that that's what i did though i mean p diddy was there and i was like wow and then shy was there shy was another big group i was like man mm-hmm. wait a minute all these okay so then i saw it that made me think, okay, let's do it. What's your story? Well, so for various reasons, I was on parts of the uh, Janet Jackson tour. 
that we called the breakup tour because uh, everybody that was in a relationship that worked on that tour broke up wow. and and we were in philly and um and i had produced i had produced a show in philly so i was i you know i was i was at the sound booth and then Pete uh came in and him and his bodyguard and they wanted me to move and i'm like i'm not moving so i don't care <laughs> And so he wasn't used to people sticking up to him, right? And uh-huh. so, uh, and so then anyway, so um, he he I stayed where I was, and he sat somewhere else, right? And then uh, when I went back to go see uh, Janet, uh, I had hit my leg on um, like a um, you know like a sound cart thing, you know, backstage, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I cut my I cut my leg a little bit, not 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 bad, but just a little. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was telling her the story about P P Diddy. And I said, he shanked me. I mean, this is an <laughs> East coast, West coast thing. <laughs> he was, he, just that, that, he, <laughs> he, he was pretty arrogant. He just thought everybody would move because he wanted them to move. Like, no, we're not moving. Oh yeah. That seems just like P Diddy. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So, um, okay. So, so those start to influence you. And then you are, when's the first time you make money doing it? Uh, made money. Well, I, I became a pastor uh, in like right around my early 30s. Okay. And, and so I, I, did, I did that for 10 years. Okay. Um, and, but, but as a pastor, I then began to incorporate my music. I okay. used to be called the golden, the golden child. Then I said, then I became gold. Then when I became a pastor, I, I said, okay. I took a couple years off, came back as gold again, but now God's other living disciple. So then churches would hire me. Gotcha. To come and speak and perform. So now I'm gotcha. making money with music. Right. Yeah. And, that, and then so um, I think a lot of people get their start in, in religious groups because it it, it it makes sense, right? Because there is a nurturing environment there, especially for music with, choir, with choirs and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. So then how did you turn it into a business outside of the religious connection? Well, you know, I basically knew how to, I forget the platforms we use, but I, I knew how to order CDs at bulk. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew about SKUs. I knew about all that. So I just did that mm-hmm. and had posters and sold it and did shows mm-hmm. and handed them out, you know, basically. What, what was the most fun of that time? Because that's entrepreneurial. That's what a lot of people... I mean, that's what a lot of people, now it's downloads. Now it's, you know, now it's yeah. Spotify and stuff like that. But back, yeah. this is just our version of Spotify for that oh. time frame. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What was that? What was that like kind of opening up that entrepreneurial spirit and also oh. doing music? It was the greatest time of all times. I mean, you just imagine like hundreds or sometimes thousands of people grooving to this vibe right. that's been cultivated with inside of you. And then they went to buy it afterwards right. the energy is just so high man i mean it's amazing yeah and did that is that when the idea of building a business started to open up for you too or did that ha- was did that just kind of was that out of necessity or what what was what was the dynamic there no i, I was a i've been an entrepreneur my, my entire life really mm-hmm. like since the beginning of time i started my first company my early 20s a right. moving company and so, you know, this like building businesses was always part of my nature. So whatever I feel at the time, 
but music has always been in the corporation, as you see now, even on LinkedIn, right. you know, music is in there. No matter what I'm doing, I find a, it, I don't find a way, it finds a way. Yeah, that sure. <laughs> what, what's your favorite lyric that you've ever written? Wow, I never even thought of it like that. You know? Um, I can buy you some time. I can tell you my favorite joke I wrote. What was that? I would love to love somebody unconditionally, but what's in it for me? <laughs> Dang. That's good. That's good. That's one of my favorite <laughs> setup lines. What's one of your oh favorite? What's, what's one of the, uh, what's the first, or if not the most important, what's the one that, you comes to mind top of mind that you're the most proud of i'm grateful and thankful for this my family i give them a kiss my gratitude my it's interesting man i don't have a favorite a favorite a favorite lyric i know my favorite lyrics is that's not mine i'm not a businessman okay. i'm a businessman okay that's a good one that's good yeah, uh, like that's Jay Z. It's funny. I don't that's have a favorite of mine. That's interesting. <laughs> well, you have to be your biggest fan, man. Uh, I know. I'm gonna find one now. Thanks, gotta, buddy. Gotta find one and make a T-shirt. Jay Z is extremely talented. Extremely talented. Oh my goodness, dude. So, what advice would you give people who are having trouble with? integrating creativity into their life especially let's start with older people let's talk what, what advice would you give older people that just like maybe they feel they're not creative or they don't yeah. understand it or they're afraid of it or all that normal stuff what would advice would you give them well there's a phrase that says um you can't teach an old dog new tricks and you can't unless that dog is willing to learn new tricks and so I'll say, if you're willing to learn, there's this term called neuroplasticity that says your brain is always growing if you put information into it. So but you have to have a brain. Biggest, but you have to have a brain. And you got to have a brain. I mean, you got to start with that. Some people don't. <laughs> Let's be they're pulling clear. it off. They're pulling it off. <laughs> exactly. They're pulling it off brainless. We don't know how they're doing it. Exactly. And I think that's right. It. So they, they, <laughs> you've got to be willing to be, you've got to be willing to be um, teachable. Mm -hmm. I yep. think the yep. biggest so, yep. the biggest block that most older people have, really, quite honestly, it tends to be their own ego. Mm. They're, they're oh, afraid. They're afraid of what others are going to think. And yep. and I, whenever anybody, when I work with somebody on that level, and there's, you know, I go, well, you're afraid of what I said. You're obviously afraid of what other people are going to think, and they'll say yes. And I'll go, here's something for you to chew on, right? Uh, nobody's thinking about you. Hmm. Right. Nobody, nobody gives a shit because nobody knows yeah. what you're doing. They don't, if you're not going to be creative, if you're not going to put yourself out there, nobody's yeah. going to know about you to actually give a shit. Right. You know? So right. interesting. And that's for very, the older people. True. What about younger people? What about younger people? You know, young people, we, they know everything. Yeah, you know? of course. But they got Google. We did you know? too. If I wanted to know something, I really wanted to know, I asked mom a question. She didn't have the answer. We had to go drive to a library and find a book and open it up. Yep. Now they can say, hey, Alexa, what is? That's how yep. I know so much stuff, man. Right. You know, you can travel speed of light, man, 186 miles per, 186,000 miles per hour. You're bringing up, you, you're bringing up, <laughs> a great, you're bringing up a great point. I think it's, I think it's actually harder for kids to be creative now because there are too many outlets. Because they, they got so much, too much, too much information. 
So like yeah. before where there wasn't enough information, now there's information everywhere. Not too much information. It's just coming from every which direction and you have access to it too easily. Right. And so yeah. for kids, for young people, I would say segment your time. Stillness will be your superpower. That's good. Find okay. stillness. You know, oh. find stillness and then get focused on something particular, singular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that people don't understand the power of, of silence in uh, creativity, let alone in business. Um, yeah. I find most people can't. I mean, I, I meditate um, every day and, and I find that um, that just becomes automatic, that sitting in the silence and just, you know, letting things clear itself out. But mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly amazed in business situations where if there's something really, really big going on, I'll just be quiet for a few minutes and it'll drive the people nuts because people just can't stand silence. They just can't, they just can't <laughs> stand wild. it. Right, right. That and same, wild. same with music, same with music, that moment where you're on stage and you're not singing, you're not doing anything other than just being in the moment. That's where all the power is. Yeah. You know? Stillness, man. The present, watch this, mind blowing right here. The present is the gift. Yeah. That's why it's the same word. It's the yeah. same word. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and, and open it up. Yeah, people, yeah, you might not like it, but it is the gift, right? It, you might not like the gift you're getting in the present, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really reality. And we live in a world where a lot of people want to live in a parallel universe, um, which is sad, but the, you're right. The answer is in the stillness. The answer is in being present. So what, if you weren't a singer, songwriter, musician, who would you be? In other words, how much of that is your identity? Um, so I'm not that. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not that. <laughs> well, I'm like, I am that, but that's yeah. right. a fragment of, fragment. Just a I would say it's piece. probably... Piece. For the piece, definitely my strongest piece because it's my most desired piece. Right. But in regards to personal training, public speaking, philanthropy, right. father, I mean, husband, all that stuff, dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm just the, I'm the human source. Those of are goodness, all, man. Those are all, more, those are all more important than being an artist. I think that's also important for people. Artists, the, the artists that I connect with at the deepest level are the ones that understand that. It isn't who we are. It's just a part of what we do. It's a gift that we mm-hmm. have. And, and the more we give away the gift, not give away literally like not get paid for it, but um, mm-hmm. the more we are putting it out there, the more we get back from it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. So what, point. So, so what would you want, somebody that listened to this episode, what would you want them to take away about creativity? Stillness is the key. Um, you have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So think about every one of those thoughts being a car on the highway of your mind. And all those cars have somebody in them, some honking a horn, selling, some yelling explicit, some got smoke coming out of it, but it's activities happening in your mind. Now, when you get stillness, you clear the highway. Excellent. Imagine the difference between a, a clear highway and a highway of noise. Now, this will allow you to get that centered focus. And the next thing you want to do is pick the thing you want to think about. Right. Deliberately pick what you want to think about. You go from stillness to focus, then acceleration. That's excellent. 
Well, thanks for coming on. It was a, it's great to chat with you. You're one of my favorites. So. You're one of my favorites, man. You are you, you blessed me this year too. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure.